listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, and we have a bad pandemic out there, and that is why we have to do these interviews over the phone, which I don't mind, especially when we have a great guest like we do today. He is a singer. He is a songwriter. He is a performer extraordinaire. His name is Will Hoppy. Will, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Thank you, Rick. It's great to be here, man. Right now, you're kind of in the Port Jervis area, right? Yeah, well, my, my family was, was from, my whole family was from Port Jervis, both sides of my family. My dad was a pharmacist when I was a little kid, uh, preschool, and we moved to Auburn, New York, on the Finger Lakes, outside of Syracuse. So I kind of went to school, high school, you know, I, I mean, all, all my school years were spent up there, but I'd always spend vacations and summer down here, you know. So when I got out of high school, I knew I wanted to be a musician, and I came down here because I had family, number one, but number two, it's close to New York City, and you're going to be serious about music. you got to be near one of the hubs. You play all over the place. You've played in many places around the country, and you play all over this area. In fact, you came up here to Rhinebeck, New York, where we're sitting right now, and I saw you perform. Uh, this is probably, I don't know, maybe four years ago. I can't remember if we met that night or not. But I remember yelling out a few requests and you played them. And what struck me is you were like a human jukebox. And I thought, <laughs> holy cow, this guy knows every song there is. People are yelling out Jim Croce and Bob Seger and this and that. And you could play them all. Where did you learn to play all these songs? Well, I've been doing this, first of all, it's, it happens over a lot of time. I've been doing this for 40 years. I haven't had a job that didn't have something to do with music and 40 years so you know and so you play in bands and you know and, and you learn stuff I've always been a fan of the songwriters whether it's acoustic like James Taylor or Paul Simon or Jim Croce or Harry Chapin or whatever or whether it's Jackson Brown or Bob Seger or Springsteen or and I you know I'm an old school dude so I grew up on the Beatles you grew up on the Beatles and the Stones that's a pretty good education right there that's a great you upbringing learn songs, you learn songs over the years and somehow you retain them and then sometimes people ask for them in the club, you know, and you're like, wow, I, I bet I know all the words to that song. What key can I figure this out? <laughs> you know, and sometimes you just do them off the top of your head, and if they work, you leave them in, and if they don't, you never do them again. You're an excellent guitar player and singer, and, and I got a taste of that that night. I'm not sure I realized that night what a good songwriter you, you are. You have at least three albums that I know of that you've put out, one of which is called The Lonely Hotel, and you made a video to that song, in fact. I watched it on YouTube, and I suggest anyone listening to my voice go to YouTube and look up Will Hoppy, The Lonely Hotel. Shout out to my, my buddy. Here's the deal. Uh, my, that video was done by my friend Ken Decker, who has passed away recently, and I miss him dearly. He's also the keyboard player on the Places CD. Um, a phenomenal singer, phenomenal entertainer, but his regular gig was he was an NBC camera guy. He's got three Emmys, three technical Emmys for, you know, so for his craft. So it was easy to, to gorilla shoot, you know, and jump out you know, at a van and, and shoot stuff and then jump back in and run. So, you know, that's how that video was done. And, and I, anyway, I just wanted to shout out to Kenny Decker, that's all. Absolutely. Well, he did a great job with it. And it, it's very 90s in a way. I mean, I believe the album that you released was from 93. Was yeah. that when the video was done? Yep. Well, they, uh, probably, um, probably early 94, late 93, early 94. Um, I think we waited till summer. To, you know, to, to shoot in there, but yeah, um, I have a, a bunch of eighties. I uh, mean, I'm sorry, eighties. Yeah, well, that too. But I also no, have, I also have some nineties uh, videos I made, and they're kind of, they're all kind of similar in one way. They have that kind of jump cut feel about them. But yours is kind of unique. It's in black and white. It's mostly like a performance video. It's really cool. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, it's, it's a, 
capsule of time, that's for sure. And the album, it's a full band album. It's an excellent album. At this point, I'm pretty well versed in most of your material. I, I did listen to three whole albums. You got tons of good stuff. I want to play something for our listeners off of The Lonely Hotel, particularly the title track, Lonely Hotel. What do you think? Oh, shoot. Go for it, man. Will Hoppy, this is The Lonely Hotel. In this time of COVID, it's very difficult for musicians because you can't play out in public places. But it's nice to see that musicians find a way, regardless, to get their music to their fans. Why don't you tell the listeners, what are you doing every Saturday night between 6 and 8 p.m.? Well, I'm, I'm doing a, a live show uh, 
a video cast, of, I don't know, internet cast on Facebook off my uh, my Facebook fan page. It's Will Hoppy Facebook, you know, and go to the fan page. Uh, but I, you can see it; it's on public view too. My buddy Gary Hempsey in in Key West turned me on to this. He said, "Hey man, get yourself go on Facebook, get yourself like a tablet or something, and and people can go out, you know, and you can go out and you can reach all these people." And it's been amazing to me because I got fans from all over, from a lot of years, you know, all, that are all over the country and all over the world, in fact. And they don't get to see me play. They haven't heard me play in years and years and years and years. And all of a sudden now I'm in their living room, you know, twice a week, Wednesday nights, Saturday nights, six to eight. And it's, and it's amazing. And, and they call in or they, through the comments page or their comments, of, you know, whatever, they um, talk to my wife, Linda, and I know who's watching and where they're at and what songs they want to hear. And so they request songs. I have no idea that there was so much reach. I got, I got fans in Denmark and in Germany and, and in Spain and, and Canada. And, and these people from when you know, we toured. And these people are now seeing me for the first time in a long time. It, it's, it blows me away. I was thinking about this before you called. I used to do this shtick in my live show. Um, and, and I would say, to try to get people to request songs, I'd say, well, come on, folks, you know, it's an interactive show. It's completely interactive. In fact, I'm in 3D and everything. It's exactly like being there, except I'm not really here. I'm at home, and I'm in five other clubs at the same time that I'm here. It's a hologram. <laughs> it's just, and I used to joke about it, all right? Now, I'm sitting in my dining room <laughs> in front of an iPad, and I'm in, we had 1,300 overall views. We get about between 30 and 60 devices at a time. And if you figured average two people per device, I'm thinking, you know, we get maybe 60 to 120, you know, views, live people watching live at the time. But by the time we come up to like the next show, we like last, we had 1300 for Saturday show, we had 1300 views. Wow, that's great. Well, art imitates life. So you talk about something out in concert and then you might actually be doing it for real. Well, it, you know, it's funny. If, if, if 1,300 people, if you average uh, two people up per device, that's 1,300 devices. Not, you know, 1,300 devices, average two people per device, that's a sold-out show at the Paramount Theater in Middletown. That's bigger than that. It's more than it's, that's, that's a sold-out show in, in two nights. Well, that's the magic of the Internet, I suppose, is you can appeal to a wide range of people in a wide range of places all at the same time. And I understand you can get tips and stuff like that like you would oh. playing out in public. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, a pay, we have a PayPal account and we have a Venmo account and people and there's a there's a link right to the to our page right where it's under next to comments and people can link and and send us tips. Yeah. Well, well let me tell you, I've, I haven't I haven't had a gig gig, a real gig in 12 weeks. This is the only way, you know, we can do anything. Musicians can do anything. Will, are you a folk rock artist? I've heard your name associated with folk rock. A lot of people don't like to use labels, and some people feel they need to. What's your take on that? You know what? I, I, there's three. You could call me a folk rock artist. You could call me Americana, okay? Or, or, or you could call me singer-songwriter. Well, what is folk rock? What is Americana? I mean, is that just because you primarily play well, I, acoustic I, guitar? Um, and with with a rock band, basically, you know, it's like, it's you know, it's it's somewhat. But would would you call what would you call Bruce Springsteen? Well, it depends on the album. Well, oh, yeah, 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 some of his stuff you could call folk rock. 
some, sure. some stuff is the ghost I, of I, Tom Joad. Some stuff is, you know, born to yeah. run. Yeah, and, he, and he, he, he harkens back to Dylan and Woody Guthrie and people like that, you know, without a doubt. So, but, so I, I don't know. I think, I think uh, uh, it's, it's probably, it's got to be acoustic-based uh, and with a, with a rock band, I guess. But, you know, you know the thing is interesting. Every, almost every song... All right. I mean, there are exceptions in, this, in the recording studio when you're, when you're creating with a band and stuff, but almost every song, I'm thinking 90% of the songs start out as solo tunes on an acoustic guitar or on a piano, you know, and that's where that song gets its, its antithesis, its, its beginning, and so they're almost all folk rock or acoustic rock or whatever, you know. Well, one album in particular doesn't it have a band. how you produce them. Good point. One album in particular doesn't really have a band. It's just an acoustic album, appropriately titled Acoustic, Will Hoppy Acoustic. Another really good album, you have a song on that album called Writer's Block. I'd love to show our audience. Oh, uh, thank you. That, that was a response to, uh, on the liner notes, it says, you know, people always say to me, why don't you do an album with those pretty songs? You know, the, those nice songs that you play, <laughs> as, as opposed to the, to the rock song, whatever, why they're not nice, too, I don't know. But anyway, well, so, the, I did, so it's all just me and a guitar, and, and writer's block is, that's it's about it's just what it says, of a song about not writing songs. Well, I'm in the mood to play some nice, pretty folk rock. <laughs> this is Great. Will Hoppy with writer's block. Sword of divine inspiration 
Cut by the sword of the angel of love And still I am waiting Patiently waiting Wait for the angel of love Have you ever had writer's block, Will? And if so, what do you do with that? You just write a song called Writer's Block? That's exactly what I did with it. <laughs> I swear. Um, I hadn't written a song in a while, in a long while. And I was getting paranoid and, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to write another song. So I wrote this song called St. Augustine. And, and it's about St. Augustine, and I, and I love that town. And anyway, um, I played it for a buddy of mine, and he says to me, that's just the biggest piece of crap I ever heard you write, man. <laughs> he, said, he said, dude, just relax. Just relax, man. Write about what you're feeling, man. Write about, write something true. You got to write about what you believe and what's true if you want to write anything good. So, you know, you got to write about what you know. So, and about two days later, I'm sad now, and I and that song fell out of me in about a half an hour. Well, I think all of us songwriters can relate to that in one way or another. A lot of your music, including that song and that album, are published under the moniker of Bag O Cats Music. Is that your own self-publishing going on, or do you actually have a Bag O Cats? What's going on? No, that's no, that's um, that's my that's my publishing publishing company. Yeah, and um, and you know, if you want to have your first pick, you know, when you when you go to name a publishing company, you got to pick four names. It's like or five names. And you're lucky if you get the first one. So it's got to be unique. But that's actually a reference to the song Tears to Tuesday and Lenny Hayden's lead guitar solo. And every time it would come around while we were mixing, we'd sound and say, that sounds like a bag of cats, man. So we got joking about it. My buddy Danny Day came over one afternoon. We were mixing and we, we said, bag of cats. He says, that's what you should call the publishing company. Great and idea. I'm like, wow, cool. Deal. And then it's also, uh, you know, a bag of musicians, you know, which are called cats. We're, we're all, oh, that's you know. true, yeah. So it's, I didn't even it's, think it's of also, that. It's also a bag of cats. So you know what's interesting about you, Will, is you, you have your hand in a lot of different things at once. You do a lot of different creative projects. And one thing that intrigues me is this annual event that you do down at the Key West Theater in Key West. It's an Earth Day festival. I don't know if you still do it, but I, I know you've done this a lot. And you've done it with a band called the Hippie Band. I don't know if this is a band you work with regularly or just during that festival. Guys that I've known, I spent a lot of time in Key West. I spent 19 years. I spent six months a year for 19 years in Key West, and I met a lot of guys down there and jammed with a lot of guys. And and um, and we're basically just a, a. It was a throw together pickup kind of, you know, hippie band. They they called us that. We didn't even pick the name. Just, that's just what people call us because we're all like over 60 and you know a bunch of old freaks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We don't rehearse. We don't. We have a set list, but that usually goes out the window in the, in the second by the second song. But the thing at the Key West Theater is the yeah the annual Earth Day thing. We missed this one. It was supposed to be the 50th anniversary, and we were really looking forward to it. We were pretty sure it was going to be a sellout. Anyway, so that's that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, they're all throw guys that I know. Um, I do a duo when I'm in Key West. I do a duo with. Gary Hempsey, I do a, a trio with Gary Hempsey and Pete Jarvis and myself. Uh, Russ Scovelli is, is a, a monster lead guitar player. We just lost our, one of our drummers this past year, Cherry Wetmore. Um, phenomenal drummer, phenomenal singer. He was in a band, if you, you know, anybody from Jersey areas, 
listening. He was in a band called Blue Sparks from Hell back in the day, uh, a really popular Jersey band. Um, he was a drummer. Anyway, but so it's, it's, there's, a, there's like seven of us left. <laughs> there's a girl named Emily. She's, a, she's young. She's like in her 20s, but that's, everybody else is just an old freak. And we get together and, and jam. And, and, and the music is never better than when you don't know where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, you're, when you when you're a musician, and everybody's got an ego, and nobody wants to be the first guy to screw it up. So everybody's got their antennas up, man. Your radar, your musical radar, is tweaking, man. You are listening deep. I call it listening deep. You're not just listening to you. You're listening to everybody and the way they're interacting, and when it gets the vocals, and everybody in the band sings, and everybody in the band sings good enough to sing lead. So we got big butt harmonies, man, and 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 you're listening to every part, and you're, you know, and you can't trust the the, the guy on the soundboard to mix your vocals, so you're mixing them, but with your with your volume, you know, I, it's 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 I, I can't describe it how how cool it is, you know, you can just play in a band, and you're well rehearsed, and you play the same set every night, and you know exactly who's going to play what, and you know what song's going to come after the next one, and you know, you can set your watch by how long it's going to take. And you know, and that's all well and good, but that ain't that's nothing like jamming by the seat of your pants. I bet you guys do a lot of Eagles material. Oh, uh, we do we do a lot of Eagles. We do a lot of Crosby, Stills and Nash, Neil Young. We do Beatles. We do uh, you know sixties, seventies stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, we do we do Eagles. We we do uh, that country seventies country rock stuff. You know, Marshall Tucker Band. You know, and. Uh, but it's funny we have to we have to slim down and, and we do the Earth, when we do the Earth Day thing we do like Eva Destruction and we do a lot of a lot of the hippie you know the hippie songs get together like Jesse Colin Young and all Young Bloods we do a lot of that that sixties hippie stuff for the Earth Day thing but it, but if we do other shows yeah we it could anything you know from the sixties or seventies is fair game and the cool thing about it is. If one of us, it's like one for all and all for one, somebody will call one out of the crowd, and we look at each other and say, anybody know it? And you say, yep, I know it. And they're like, you know all the words? Yep. You know all the chords? Yep. Well, keys it in, count it off. Boom. And everybody just bails in, whether they play the song or not. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. Will, where do you record your original material? I know you have a studio. I'm pretty sure you have a studio. Is that where you record your stuff? doing that now um, because recordings changed even more but I, I used to have a, a hey, well it's still a studio but it's a what used to be a two car garage you know it's 20 by 20 you know recording studio with a, a, a vocal booth and you know big enough to set up a small set of drums in and we were using uh, digital hard disk um, now since I, I've been, what I've been doing lately is a, a, a rock and roll musical with my buddy Fig who uh, co-produced the uh, places CD with me. He plays bass on it, and one of his songs is on it. Anyway, I'm doing this rock and roll musical uh, called Rock and Roll Heaven. So most of my, you know, we've been just doing demos. So I moved this stuff into an office and set it up in the corner just so we could get some demo stuff down. So you made an album called Places. This is another really good album. I, I really like this one. It's different than the other two. I mean, anything I've heard of yours album-wise is a little different than the previous one. When did you release that? It was like the mid-90s or something, 96 or 98? This is uh, 98. Acoustic was in 96, and, and this one was in 98. I want to play something from the Places album, but I want you to pick this one. 
what what do you like? Um, man, I like them all. It's like, how do you pick your favorite kid? I know that's um, tough. <laughs> um, let me think. This is like the Sophie's Choice. This is like Will Hoppy's Choice. Play American song. American song. That's one of my favorites. All right. Well, this one this one rocks a little bit. I... <laughs> Let's do it. Oh 
So tell me about this musical that you're writing. Are, are you writing it with someone else, or uh, is most of the music yours and people, somebody else is doing the lyrics? I mean, how, how does that work? And, and that also takes a lot of time and effort to come up with a, a storyline. And, and tell us what the musical's about, if you would, as well. As an idea from um, Figs and my friend uh, Barry Student. Um, he's passed away long ago, and it was just an idea. And, and him and uh, Fig were, you know, banding it about. Anyway, then uh, later on, Fig picked it up and started writing some songs for it. And then he started hooking up. We started doing it together. Um, and it's about. <laughs> it's it's a class. It takes place in the '80s, mid '80s, and it's about this guy who's just about ready to, to hang it up. He's with his girlfriend. Anyway, long story short, uh, he gets dragged into it uh, by this music attorney slash manager guy um, who takes him for everything he's worth. And <laughs> I just say he signs a bad deal. Anyway, any any uh, uh, ODs, and he goes to rock and roll heaven. And, and he meets, you know, the dead rock stars. And, you know, I don't want to give the whole thing away, so, but that's, it's, it's, it's a classic rock and roll <laughs> horror story. That's a, that's a really <laughs> cool premise, though. And what about a screenplay? I heard you were writing a screenplay. Is that true? Well, I've been trying to put something together for the, the, uh, about the 20th anniversary of Woodstock. If anybody doesn't know about it, there's a great billboard article that came out this last August, you know, for the 50th anniversary, this last, uh, around the 15th or so. And it's about the 20th anniversary in 1989, uh, which was a, a just a phenomenal gathering. I, uh, 60,000 people, they told me, you know, at one time with no, over 100 bands and not a ticket sold, not a poster put up. It was all impromptu and it lasted for a week <laughs> from from uh, from sun, actually from Sunday to the following Monday. So, uh, you know, it, but so I've been writing, trying to write a, a screenplay about that. Uh, but I think the rock and roll, um, the rock and roll uh, heaven thing could probably be a screenplay too. I see it more as a movie than than a a, a musical. There's no dancing in this musical. Well, it's like a rock <laughs> opera, right? It's, it's yeah, kind of. It's 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 like a, a rock drama. Um, and there's there's a lot of I, we we've been writing the script too, you know. So and I'm almost done with the script. In fact, I might have more script than I need. We have to cut that down. Um, we were looking for 22 tunes. We got 18 in the can. Wow. And, and well, yeah, we've been working on it for three years, more than three years. This is not a, you don't do this overnight, man. Oh no. And, and things and you know and characters develop and, and it's something I've never uh, man I. I've never written a script before, and I've never created a character before. And then you can make them do anything you want. And it's like, it's, it's, it's such a, you know, I'm a writer, but I've never written dialogue or, or, or done anything. Yeah, a whole like different that. thing. Oh, man, and it's, it's, it's eye-opening. It's, it's refreshing. Well, it's I, I wish you a lot of luck with that. I, I think it's a creative idea. I think it's really great. You're always up to something. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your influences, in fact. It, it looks like... A lot of the guys that you like and you're influenced by are very similar to the ones that inspire me. You got Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and and I know you like Bob Seger a lot and Bruce. Who doesn't like Bruce? And one guy that in particularly appeals to me, Jackson Brown. What what is it that you like about Jackson Brown? He's acoustic, um, and and yet he rocks. When he wants to rock, he rocks, man. He writes a, a great ballad, but he tells great stories, man. Ready or Not is one of my favorite tunes, <laughs> you know, um, from For Every Man, you know, about this, you know, meeting this girl and her getting pregnant, and, you know, and, you know, we'll see what the future will bring. And, 
you know, it's it, it's a great song. He, he writes, you know, a, a good stories. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of anybody who I'm a fan of a well well excuse me a well written song. It, it, you know, from from where, whoever it is, the Beatles, the Stones, Harry Chapin, whatever. Harry Chapin's a great storyteller, man. Bruce Springsteen, man. If I could, if I could have written Meeting Across the River or Jungle Land, I, I'd, I'd retire and think I did some really good, man. I'm, I'm a fan of a well-written song. I love Harry and, Chapin's album Short Stories. It came out in '73, and that was the same year as For Every Man by Jackson Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That's a great right. year. Great year for music. Oh man, without a doubt. So, but I'm just I'm just a fan of a well written, well told, well executed tune, and it almost doesn't matter in my mind what genre it's in. To me, a, a great song is a great song, and anybody could play it in any genre and still be a great song. Absolutely. You know, I'll tell you what I hear in your voice, and you, you tell me if it makes sense or or if I'm just full of it. I hear uh, a little Jim Croce in there. Uh, I hear. Ryan Adams. I don't know if you listen to any Ryan Adams, but I hear little Ryan Adams. Of course, you've got your own style, and I hear that too. But sometimes certain notes that you hit, I hear Pat Monahan, the the lead singer of Train. I don't know if any of these guys are people that you listen to. Jim Croce is the only one, typically. <laughs> Cat Stevens sometimes, but but that's just when I'm singing that. When I'm singing a rock song, it's completely different. It, it, my voice changes depending on the song. I think, you know, whatever the song needs as a delivery is what I'm going to do. Or however I think it needs to be delivered, let's say, is what I'm going to do. I want to do one more song before we're out of here. Thank you. 
Fantastic, Will. It's been so great to have you on the show and talk to you about your career. I wish you the best of luck with your musical and all your endeavors. And I can't wait until Corona is over with and we can get out there and play. And I'll come out and see you play again. Even though I've never, we've never met. But, I get that feeling too. You know, it's maybe it's that musical kindred thing. You know. Yeah, I think so. And, and we have a lot of the same influences too. And I, I think we're like-minded songwriters. I guess you know. Oh, I'm probably man. If your influences are my influences, yeah, we're probably not far from the. You know, the limb don't fall far from the tree. Well, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to the Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Produced and engineered every week by Rusty Johnson. And we love followers, people, so click away. We need more followers all the time. Here's an idea. Come back next week, and we'll have another interesting musician, probably over the phone, from the Hudson Valley, and we can't wait to see you then. 